David was going to do the offering, but not, but instead I just asked David to share uh, just a couple of minutes here about what Jesus really means to you. You had lived here, you know, several years, mm -hmm. and then somewhere along the line you decided you wanted to become an American. Mm -hmm. In this church, you are the newest American citizen. I think My wife is the newest. Oh, your wife. That's right. Perpetua. <laughs> she became a citizen afterwards. But you probably had to study more about the history of America and getting prepared for everything than some of the people living here as a naturally born American citizen because there are certain things you had to do. Isn't that correct? Yes. I, yeah. Let me get, let me give you a microphone. Hello. Come on. Am I a patriot? Is what it asks. I am a patriot. I love America. It's a great country. And really, I haven't been to many places in the world, but by being at Purdue, I, I do interact with, with people from all over the world. And it, it, this is a great place, because it has got great people. And one of, the, one, of the, one of the characteristics that most impacted me, impacts me about America is Americans, and therefore the nation, is a merciful people. Because the, the, a, a disaster happening some place of the farthest corner of the earth, the first people to respond are Americans. A disaster happening in Sudan, which is like north of Kenya, we don't even know about it. We just see American planes flying from Kenya. And we think, oh, they must have a lot of money. That's kind of our thinking. <laughs> but but as, I, as I came here and, and hanged around and said, no, 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 they are merciful people. And then I myself and my wife, when we wanted to become citizens, we, we, we could not make the bar because we had broken some rules, some immigration rules, which, which required a very high bar to overcome, to convince. And, and we went to Washington, D.C. and appealed on grounds of mercy. We, yeah, and, 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 and this gentleman, this lady lawyer actually told me, you know you do not make the bar, and you don't have enough money to pay me. I said, yes, ma'am, but I'm, a, I'm appealing on grounds of mercy. I've gone as far high as I can do, but, but these are the conditions. And, 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 and I was granted American citizenship on grounds of mercy. So America is a merciful nation. Yeah. I, I like to say that because there's a, there's a, of course, you all know the press and people bad-mouthing the United States of America. It is unfortunate that American press bad-mouths bad America more than, more than anybody else out there. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. But it's a great nation with great people. One of the things that out there looks like pride, I came to find out, is, is the love for America. Because Americans are kind of loud out there. In Kenya, we are a little subdued because it's a culture of fear. You don't want to say anything too loud because you don't know whether the guy next to you is a secret policeman. And, 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 <laughs> and you don't give your opinion on anything. Yeah, you, 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 you try and find out what they want to hear to be on the safe side and say nice things. If you think they want you, you say nice things about the government and people in power. But you people say what you think. <laughs> to people, most people out in the, yes, I don't know about the first world, but in the third world, that sounds proudful, prideful. You, you can speak your opinion, and, and just like that, off the top of your head. Anyway, I did not answer your question. <laughs> I'm a preacher. <laughs> 
if you, but, but you 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 love Kenya and you love your country uh, sure. that you're from. Yes. But there was a decision somewhere. Somewhere you had to make a decision. Uh, you had come to live in America, right? And you obviously had whatever credentials you needed to live there. But what is it that that brought you to the actual decision? You decided I I'm going to leave my home country and come to America? Actually, it is not mutually exclusive. It's a little like, like your children. You don't love, if you have more children, you don't diminish. Yeah. You don't diminish. You love all of them, you, each one of them uniquely. And, and I, 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 so I can love America all with all my heart. I can, I can go and fight. I don't know how to fight, but <laughs> if they taught me, I can go and fight for America and die for America. But that does not take away from the, the love for, for Kenya. I love Kenya. It's the prison of my birth. My parents are there, my siblings. And, and I came here at the age of 30, so I'm, I'm wired, in a sense, to think Kenyan. So I love America. But why did I decide to stay in America? Because, honestly, because we, my wife and I, at the points we, we were in our life, we couldn't survive in Kenya. It's just easier to live here. Life is <laughs> just yeah. easy, easier to live here. It is, yeah, it is, it, life is a whole lot better here. And it really, honestly, especially the healthcare system. We, we, we couldn't survive in Kenya without the healthcare system that we have access to here. So this is one of the best. I, anyway, I haven't been anywhere else, but the healthcare system in the United States is, is wonderful. We have free healthcare in Kenya, except no... There's only the doctor, nothing else. <laughs> in, the, in the hospital, there's only the doctor. Right, and nothing else. The medicines, the labs don't work. Nothing works. So, so free, don't believe that free stuff. There's no free lunch. Yeah. I have a sister who lives in England, and, and they have free healthcare, and, and she has to line up for, for a dental thing for months. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's... And even if she has the money, she could afford to pay, but you have to line. You have to queue, as they say. So it's a great country with great people. Thank you, David. Thank yes. you for sharing. Give David a hand. We yes. thank God. Yeah. Why don't you pray over the offering, my friend? Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you again. Lord, I first pray for the United States of America. Your, your word says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 7, that blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. So, Lord, I pray mercy on the United States of America, Lord, all the things that are going on. And, and, and Lord, you could, you could judge, Lord. There's enough grounds to judge all the bloodshed and all that. But, Lord, you are merciful, and you say, blessed are the merciful. They shall be shown mercy. So, Lord, I pray for mercy in, for, over this nation, Lord, from my country, the United States of America. And thank you, Lord, for the offering. Thank you, Father, that you are God who supplies our needs from all your riches in glory. And I pray, Lord, you'd open the gates of heaven above us and pour us a blessing that we have trouble holding. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give him another hand. Good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. You are in the right place. Hope you have an awesome, wonderful July the 4th. A couple of days coming here. The, the message tonight is, actually, we have a video we're going to start the service with, but... Uh, But the message is, are you a patriot? You might be a citizen, 
uh, whether natural or uh, immigration. But uh, are you really an American patriot? And we're going to talk about that tonight. How many of you have ever seen the movie The Patriot? Uh, I think it should be shown everywhere. I think it should be shown in our schools. I think my wife would disagree with me. Uh, when you see somebody's head blown off, or you see an arm blown off, or you see a leg blown off. But that's the way it was. It was not just two people coming together and firing bullets at one another and signing a treaty, uh, not a treaty, but a declaration of independence and a constitution. It was a giving of every ounce of their life and their blood. We haven't passed that gene along. Maybe in some families we have, but I don't think we have. Ronald Reagan said we're only one, uh, I forget the exact, what did he say, Bill? One generation. Uh, oh, I'm glad Bill's here. Bill knows everything. I used to think I did, but I'm wrong. Bill knows everything. Uh, we are only one generation away from losing our freedom. And uh, I think most of you that are my age and even younger would agree that the generation that's coming along does not have the same values hundred percent like the generations that raised us. I think that's just a fact. That's not a bad statement. That's just a fact. Uh, we were raised, uh, many of us, by the greatest generation that ever lived. And uh, so anyway, uh, I wanted to start with Lee Greenwood. I just love Lee. I love his song, uh, Proud to be an American. Let's all stand and we'll start the service with this. I think, is that right? We got it queued up and ready to go? You proud to be an American? Tomorrow all the things were gone Work for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston and New York to LA, where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say. There ain't no doubt I love this land 
Yeah, let's give the Lord a hand. Let's just take this mic right down the front row right here. What does America mean to you? And it's really hard to just come up with a quick synopsis, but... Safety. Freedom. Abundant blessing. Ditto. <laughs> Freedom. Freedom. <laughs> Freedom. That <laughs> sounds good to me. <laughs> Freedom. Go ahead, David. You can be the runner. Oh, go over. <laughs> yeah. Freedom. There's no right or wrong, by the way. Freedom. Freedom. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Pride. Strength. Strength. Oh, freedom always. Blessing. Freedom. Freedom. Untold opportunities. Family. Freedom. Freedom and safety for my children, my family. Abundance. Bright futures. Love. Prosperity. Shout it out for the sound booth back there. Sean, what does it mean? Oh. And freedom. Home. Education. God's blessing. Blessings. Blessings. Opportunities. Um, gratefulness and willingness. God's abundant blessings and unmerited favor. Hallelujah. Give everybody a hand. There's so much we have to be proud of and thankful for. Let's make our confession. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of us. We have victory in our life because Jesus lives in me. You know, you can say that over America. God is not finished with America. And let's say the oldie but the goodie. The word of God is true. If I live the word, I will be blessed. And if I don't, I won't. It's just that simple. You can be seated. We're going to start in the book of John, chapter 6, and uh, share a, a couple of scriptures with you here. But I want to uh, ask you this question. Are you an American patriot? Uh, I believe that uh, I, I did a little research a long time ago on the movie The Patriot, 
and uh, how they really tried to script that movie. Certainly, it's a Hollywood movie, but uh, they tried. How many of you have seen The Patriot? You know what I'm talking about. How many of you have not seen The Patriot? Yeah, highly recommend it. Uh, it. It really is scripted based on the factual events that happened with General Cornwallis, with uh, G George Washington, and with many of the other men and women that really fought for the freedom of this nation, and how every odd was against them, uh, and how miracle after miracle after miracle took place. Now, I'm talking about the historical part. This doesn't all come out in the movie. But how miracle after miracle took place, how Washington was just saved countless times, and there was no way in the natural realm the United States patriots could defeat the English. No way whatsoever. But just miracle after miracle took place. And I believe that when you really study scripture and you really look at the founding of our nation, there are a lot of similarities to what happened in this nation and how we have been set aside, set apart for the glory of God. And we're going to talk about that. But if you don't know you're set aside for the glory of God, then you'll go the way of the world. You'll do whatever feels good to you. Your flesh is no different than a nation that'll drift the wrong direction. You, how many of you know, can I see your hands? How many of you know if you let your flesh rule, you'll do some really dumb stuff? Uh, if your hand's not raised, you probably have died right there in your seat. We all have, and you know what I'm talking about. Well, a nation is no different, and if you don't know what you're all about and what it's all about for you, every single one of us are going to stand before God someday and give an account for our lives. And sometimes I know I can, be projected, I can project a little bit of a judgmental attitude, but I think the older I get, the more shorter I get with people who are acting stupid and don't understand that they are going to stand before God and give an account for their lives. And that if you do certain things, the scripture tells you, you won't even see God because you won't go to heaven, you'll go to hell. And people say, oh, no, no, please, not my family. None of my family members will go to hell. Every single one of your family members will go to hell if they don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And when you study the scripture, you'll see some things in there besides that that say that you'll not enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, we believe in this church that if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior and the blood, of, blood has covered you and atoned for your sin, that you are saved and you are going to heaven. But there is a time when there needs to be a Holy Spirit boldness, which I believe is all the time, that Holy Spirit boldness to be able to be an oracle for God and speak up when you know that God is showing you to say something and interject truthfulness into situations. A lot of people are just, well, I don't want to upset anybody. I, you know, I just want everybody to get along, and I want us to be just one big happy family and one big happy country. The devil loves us. The devil loves that. Thank you for the total silence, by the way. Uh, the devil just loves everybody getting along. Now, you can say, well, wait a minute. Doesn't Scripture say that we should have unity? Yeah, who does it say you should have unity with? Endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit the unity of the Holy Spirit and the bond of peace. And when the Holy Spirit shows you to do something, you need to do it. Our patriots came to the forefront. And, and just like it is in the world today, especially in the world we live in right now and with the elections coming up, in the world we live in today, there's just a lot of spiritual warfare going on. And there's spiritual warfare going on in America when we were founded. Uh, almost 50% to 60% of the Americans in that era of life did not want to separate from England. They wanted to stay with England. And so there was fighting in between the farmers and, and the people here in America because they said, no, we don't want to separate from England. England takes care of us. No government takes care of you. 
God takes care of you. Tell your neighbor, God takes care of you. It's not a government that takes care of you. And they didn't, they, they wanted to be cared for by, by England. And so when they really made that sacrifice, they, they ended up, families became split. Families began to fight and, and war against one another. Uh, some families sided with uh, England. Uh, I love in, in, in the Patriot movie, it brings this out, where there were families where part of the family went in the English uh, uh, uniform and joined the English forces, and part of the family joined the Patriots and uh, fought one another, uh, brother against brother, uh, family against family. <clears throat> I believe we're in a fight for this nation. I really believe we are. And I believe that because of technology, and because of all of the gifts that God has given us, and all of the abundance that we have, the poorest person in America is rich by Sudanese standards. I can tell you that right now. Uh, by Ugandan standards, the American dollar in Uganda is worth 2,500 shillings. It's unbelievable. In, in Sudan, they, they have a crisis over money. You can't even do exchanges. Uh, they, they have tremendous challenges. So in this country, we are taken care of. And it doesn't matter what you think, you are taken care of. Let's uh, say it, I am cared for. But what we have to do is keep our focus on the things of God. And do we really want to make a difference in this nation? Do we really want to be a patriot? And uh, the word today is, is that are you a patriot? I'm going to give you a little test. You came on the right night. How many of you like to take a test? We're going to give you a little test as to whether or not you are a patriot. Now, a patriot is a person who vigorously supports their country and is prepared to defend it against enemies and distractors. Now, I have added a sentence, both foreign and domestic. How many of you served in the military? How many of you took an oath to the military? At the very end, to defend the Constitution against all enemies. What's the last sentence? Both foreign and domestic. We have foreign enemies that want to destroy us. We have, unfortunately, a multitude of domestic enemies that want to destroy America. What you and I are on an assignment for, I believe, if you'll accept it, is that we are called to be oracles for God to share the goodness of America, to share our foundation, and to share with people the truth so that as they share it Sunday, they will know the truth. Your children will not learn the truth in school, public schools. Your children will not learn the truth in colleges, for the most part, and universities. They may get a degree. They may be very intelligent. But how many of you realize there are a lot of intelligent people that are stupid? We have many of them sitting on the Supreme Court. Very intelligent, very intellectual, very stupid, very ignorant. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I desire that you not be stupid. I love that word. He also said it in several, several versions, ignorant. Whatever one turns you on, that's the one I use. Obviously, you can tell I get turned on by stupid. Okay, now, in John, in John chapter 6, verse 38, a true patriot is going to risk his life and lay it down for a higher cause. A true patriot. Look at what Jesus said. I came from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of the Father who sent me. What was the will of the Father? That Jesus would come and lay down his life for the cause that God had. And that that's exactly what he did. Look at how similar that can be to a patriot who is here 
thinking that I am on an assignment from God to share with people everywhere we go, especially, everybody say especially, especially our young people, especially young people, uh, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, people. This is what America is all about. Let me tell you what it's all about. My grandfather served in World War I. He told me about the war. He told me about America. My aunts, and not my aunts, but my uncle served in World War II. They told me about America. They told me about things. They ingrained within me how proud and how wonderful it is to be an American. We need to return to those roots. Can you say, can I say the people that believe we need to return to those roots? Well, who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? Who's going to tell the kids what they need to know? It's going to be you and me if we'll take up the cause. Now, the biggest challenge you have to be on an assignment from God and do what God has called us to do is found in the book of Proverbs 29-25. Now, Jesus was full of love, loved people, but he never held back what his father told him. He did whatever God showed him to do. You and I are the same. And you know, that the, I, I just guarantee you, I know that this is true for every person on the face of the earth. You know you have been in situations before when the Holy Spirit is trying to flow through you and tell you what to say, what to do, how to act, or how to bring about something on the scene. And you've held back because you're concerned about what people will say. You just don't want to upset somebody. Proverbs 29.25 says that the fear of man is a snare. Now, if you ever study snare, it's, it's, like a, it's like a trap that catches an animal, and it snares an animal, and they can't get out of it until they eventually wither and die. There is a snare that comes from being concerned about what people will think, about what you will say or do. And if you are a person who will not do something at the urging of the Holy Spirit, but you will choke it back because you first want to determine how somebody will receive it, you'll not be used by God. You will hold it back, and you will miss your opportunity of making a difference in somebody's life. And I hear this a lot from people sometimes. They say, well, I said something, and, you know, everybody turned on me. So what? So what? If you're doing what God told you to do, who cares how it's received if you're on an assignment from God? We just read it in John 6, 38. Jesus said, I didn't come to please people. Not, now, now, that's me paraphrasing John 6, 38. I didn't come to please people. I came to do what my, God, what my father told me to do. And when Peter messed up and started to tell me that I couldn't do what God told me to do, I rebuked the devil that was driving him. Peter didn't like it, but I didn't care what Peter thought. Does that make sense? To, does it make sense what I'm saying? So if you're going to be on assignment, that's why I love the military. If you're on assignment from the military and you get orders, nobody asks you what you think about your orders. You know, you don't question your orders and say, well, I don't know if I really want to do that because they may not, might not like me if I do it that way. No, you get orders and you do what you're told to do. And the Holy Spirit wants to help us bring this nation back to where it belongs. I, I believe with all my heart the nation's going the wrong direction. I believe with all my heart we're going the wrong direction. I thank God for our president. I really do, personally. I thank God for our president and some of the things that he's doing, especially regarding abortion, especially regarding other areas. Uh, but but our, the key is not the president of the United States. The key is the people of the United States. And we the people, we the people, we the people. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. We are the key. And now, in America, 
we're a bunch of people groups. John chapter 12, verse 32 says, if I'm lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. If I'm lifted up, Jesus said that. If I'm lifted up, I'll draw all men around the world to me. What nation is it in the United States of America that is drawing more people to it? It's a no-brainer, folks. It's America. Everybody wants to come to America. Why? You can all give your answers, like David and others. Prosperity, freedom, all these kind of things. How many of you believe there's more to it than that? How many of you believe that there is something supernatural about this nation that is drawing people to it? Immigrants down in Guatemala and places like that, they don't know what kind of economy we have other than a newspaper that they read. They don't know anything about America. Immigrants from the Middle East trying to come here, they don't know anything about our country if they've never been here. They read a newspaper and says, oh, they got a job at Walmart, I think I'll immigrate to America. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. There's something supernatural that is drawing people to this nation. And certainly we have to control our borders, but I believe it could be God. I, actually, I don't believe it could be God. I believe it is God. And I believe God has set this nation apart to be a bright light to the world. And that for men and women of God, like I shared Sunday, to be in positions of authority, to be our teachers, to be our educators. Who taught, who, who, how did our school system start? It started by pastors. Pastors started churches. They started schools. And they were the teachers. And what did they teach? They taught the Bible. They taught the Bible. And right now, we throw the Bible out of school, we throw prayer out of school, and we wonder what's happening to our nation. Who's going to stand up and make a difference? For most people, they say, well, what difference could I make? Just like the old starfish story that God spoke to me about the Sudan, how can you save all the orphans of the world? Probably can't, but we can save the next one we get our hands on, and then the next one after that, and the next one after that. See, we can make a difference. Everybody say, I can make a difference. People may not like you for it, but how many of you would rather stand before Jesus saying, I did the best I could when he says, give me an account for your life, versus saying, hey, Jesus, everybody really liked me. They thought I was really cool. I don't think that's going to get you a big mansion in heaven. I'd rather check out knowing that I did what I could do and trying to make a difference in this nation. Now, it's awfully quiet in here, but, but, but I think it's because we have small numbers. So turn to your neighbor and say, wake up. <laughs> now, <clears throat> the number one nation in the world where Jesus is lifted up, because we know that Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men. What is the number one nation in the world that lifts up the nation of Jesus? Not Guatemala, not Venezuela, it's not Saudi Arabia, <laughs> it's not Jordan, uh, not Israel. What is the number one nation? The United States of America. The United States of America. There's a pride that can get you in trouble with God, and there is a being proud of God for what he's given us. We are the brightest light in the world for Jesus, and we've got to keep it that way. Now, We'll give you a little test here. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, you can pass this test. Are you an American patriot? Are you an American patriot? God's looking for a few good men, a few good women. Stole that from the Marine Corps. Okay. If, if, if yes, then it's time to take it to the next level. Okay? You don't want to keep doing what you're doing, do you? Don't you want to rise up? Don't you want to get promoted? Be a lieutenant colonel or colonel or general? 
and it's time to take it to the next level. But if no, would you like to become an American patriot? And then here's the one where I think a lot of people could fit. If you don't want to become an American patriot, then please pray that somebody will take your place because there'll be a void if you don't fulfill your role. <coughs> pray for somebody to replace you if you're not going to do it because somebody is needed to help save this nation. This nation is, in many areas, going the wrong direction. But it's not too late. Everybody says it's not too late. I shared this Sunday. I hear it all the time. It's not too late, but it is late. It is late, and we need to do something. Now, 10 important questions to become an American patriot. Okay, let me see the hands. We're going to uh, indoctrinate all of you right now. Everybody, oh, this is going to make you feel bad if you don't stand up. Well, that's your problem. Everybody wants to become an American patriot, stand up, okay? We're going to indoctrinate you into the military force for America. Okay, you are all in the right place. I swear you all in right now. Not supposed to swear, but I swear you all in as American patriots. In Jesus' name, sit down. But, but now you have to pass the test, okay? And if you don't pass this test, then you have homework tonight. How many of you like to watch television? Three of you are honest. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with watching television, but be careful that it doesn't get you. If you don't understand the news in the world to know how to pray and how to bind and how to loose, then you are just going to drift around left, just around right, so case sirrah, sirrah, whatever will be, will be, and all that kind of stuff. But you need to be plugged in and you need to be informed. Okay, number one, do you believe? These are things that a, a patriots have to, have to believe in order to serve and get promoted. Do you believe in the original intent for America? Do you believe in the original intent for America? And you might say, well, what was it? I'm going to paraphrase, but then we're going to get into it here in just a moment. It was basically to be a land where Jesus Christ of Nazareth would be exalted and people would be saved and people would be dispatched at the four corners of the world and that the world would be saved and that this would be a tremendous base for Almighty God to reach the world. Now, you don't really you learn that in grade school. You don't really learn that in any school. And you probably could say, where in the heck is that in the Bible? Well, I don't know that you can say it's per se, in the Bible, but if you study our founding documents, you will find that. And uh, I'm going to have, oh, I didn't get it for this week. You don't have a mirror search back there, do you? Uh, uh, by Bill Fetter, if you have it, you might have it in an archive, and if you have it, just put it up anytime you find it. Uh, but I recommend all of you to get that. I forgot to do it. Every day, you will receive an email about the original intent of this nation. And when you get into the original intent of this nation, you can't help but realize we are a Christian nation, a Christian Judeo nation, called by God to reach the entire world. You'll find it in our founding documents. Number two, are you ready? How many of you got a yes so far? Surely somebody did, okay. Number two, do you believe that America was actually birthed by God? In other words, this nation was birthed by God. Christopher Columbus thought it was in his diary. He thought it was birthed by God. He thought it was on an assignment from God, for God, to bring the light of Jesus Christ. 
So you got to believe that this nation was actually birthed by God. There are a lot of people. Now, this is like preaching to the choir. Uh, uh, I'm I'm guessing, I bet you 50, 60% of America doesn't believe that. I believe 50, 60% of America doesn't believe that we are birthed by God. Uh, Probably more than that in some circles. Probably out in California and Portland, areas like that, probably 100%. Uh, They're nuts. Glory to God. What a beautiful state. Nuts living in it. (sighs) Got to pray for them. There's an organization in America today that needs to be destroyed. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, they're demonic. They're active in Portland and other areas of America, and they're trying to destroy and subvert this nation. Number three, do you believe, I already said this to a certain extent, do you believe that America is a Christian nation? Half of the people in this country don't believe it is. Uh, you heard me say Sunday, we had a president. President Obama did some good things when he was president. President Obama, in my opinion, did a stupid thing when he said America's no longer a Christian nation. Uh, he's got a right to say that, but this is a Christian nation. The fact that somebody says some, something doesn't make it right. The Supreme Court said this is a Christian nation. We are a Christian nation. This I'll say, I'm a, we are a Christian nation. And number four, do you believe that the, May, the, Mayflower Compact, the Mayflower Compact was inspired by God? Let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever read the Mayflower Compact? And please don't feel bad about yourselves if you haven't, because up until about 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, I never had, and I used to preach about it in the church. How many of you have never read the Mayflower Compact? You will be absolutely amazed at the references to being on a divine assignment from God to further the gospel of Jesus Christ and to bring it to America their assignment, their compact. It was like communion to them, and they knew they were on an assignment to further the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mayflower Compact is awesome reading. If you get a, uh, the part that is uh, modern-day English, it's got the uh, old King James English. It's a little harder to read. Okay, so uh, uh, number four, it looked like from the show of hands, if you want to continue uh, your enlistment in this army, you need to read the Mayflower Compact. Okay, all right, now. Oh, no, I just said, do you believe in it? Okay, number five. Now, this is, this is interesting. We have many, I don't know about many, but we have quite a few African Americans in our church, and I thank God for it. I really do. Do you believe God's plan for America never changed, even though this country in the beginning participated in the demonic activity of slavery? You really believe that? Because some people think that because you do bad things, your assignment from God is over. Can I see the hands of all the people here that you have done bad things? Did it end your assignment from God? Not really, but God didn't use you until you repented of it. I don't know as a nation if before God we have repented from slavery or not. If we haven't, we certainly need to. When you talk about reparations and everything like that, I tell you what, people can prove it. They need to have it. They should receive it because it was a demonic activity that took place in this nation. But I can just share this with you because some people will tell you that America will never be used by God because of slavery. In my life, I know what demonic activity is like. How about you? I know what it's like to let the devil use me. And I also know what it's like to be set free from God 
and be able to go on and not live with past sins, but know that the sins of mankind have been forgiven by Jesus, even though we actually did them, were forgiven and he forgets. I believe it's no different with the nation. I believe God will forgive, and I believe God will forget, and we can move on. And that's exactly, I believe, where we need to be, because it was horrible, and it was demonic activity. Number six, have you watched the movie Patriot? Well, we've already covered that one, glory to God. My, my wife doesn't like, you, you, don't, you don't care that much for it, do you? It's a little too gory for her, but I've never had that problem. Uh, I recommend the Patriot if you haven't seen it. Now, this is one that I believe every patriot has to do. I really do. Number seven and number eight. And if you haven't done this, we talk a lot about it. But how many of you, I'm not even going to ask for a show of hands. I just ask you to think about it. Have you ever read the Declaration of Independence? Have you ever read all the way through it? Our founding fathers thought it was given to them by God. And we talk about it all the time. Ah, the Declaration of Independence. Oh, glory to God, we celebrated. We really, this set us free. This broke the bondage from England off of us. And then you think, have you ever read it? Oh, no, not really. I just heard about it. The Declaration of Independence is inspiring. And the people who wrote the Declaration of Independence, took them a long time to do it. Most of them lost all of their sacred fortune. Many of them were killed. They had their children killed. They had their homes destroyed. There's a book out that Bill Fetter has on what happened to the signers of the Declaration of Independence. It was horrible. It was horrible what happened to them. Some of them were uh, uh, mutilated. Uh, absolutely horrible. Now, some people say, well, I don't, I don't want to see and hear all about that stuff. If you don't continually revisit history, you will lose your historical value. That's just a fact. Think about this. The historical value of men and women appointed by God through his son Jesus Christ to birth churches in Turkey and all throughout the Middle East where they flourished and flourished and flourished. Where are the churches now? They're gone and gone and gone and gone. When you read about Paul's journeys and everything that he accomplished, those churches are gone. Those people are gone, all gone. All gone. What happened? I don't know everything for a fact, but I believe that if you don't pass on historically to your children, they will eventually believe a lie. And if you repeat a lie often enough and consistently enough, they will believe it. We have people in this nation right now being educated in our schools and in our colleges by liberal, social, Marxist, communist people. There's a person on the news all the time used to belong to the Communist Party. Uh, I don't want to go there. No, I do want to go there. God doesn't want me to go there. Uh, okay, <laughs> so the question, <laughs> uh, I can get carried away. Have you read the Declaration of Independence? Now, that's important. That's really important. But what is our military to defend? You guys who are in the military, what is our military to defend? Constitution. You, David, did you say that? Give David a hand. Glory to God. Our military defends the Constitution. What do our uh, elected officials uh, offend? Uh, 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 offend. Uh, us? <laughs> no. 
defend the Constitution. What's the President of the United States appointed to do? To defend the United States of America, to defend the Constitution against evil forces from abroad and domestic. The Constitution is what we are based on. This is our whole life. This is like the Constitution. No, the Constitution is like this. This is what our life should be based on. Everything the Bible says, man should live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. America came along and they said, we need a constitution. We have a loose-knit articles of confederation, but we don't have anything holding us together as a people group. You don't have anything holding you together if you don't know the Bible. You don't have anything holding your family together if you don't know the Bible. There are families today that used to pray over meals and pray together, and now they just do their thing and eat and junk, run and just all sorts of junky stuff. Now I'm getting off my subject. But when you got the Constitution, it's what we're all about. It's about freedom. It's about equal state rights. It's about living a life based on the Constitution. Of all the nations in the world, the greatest Constitution that was ever birthed was birthed by God through men and women of God who thought God gave them the Constitution. It took them a long time to do it. But the Constitution came along in the 1800s, and we have a Constitution right now that is the bedrock of everything. It's like the foundation of your home. You got a, your home can look beautiful, but you've got a bad foundation, you're eventually going to pay for it. Your foundation is the most important thing. My question to be a patriot is, how many of you have ever read the Constitution? Now, it's really, you would be amazed. Somebody, who knows my office? Honey, could you go back and get, I've got in my bookshelf, I've got the Constitution and the Articles, uh, I mean the, the, the uh, Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. I just want to use a visual. I had them here Sunday and I forgot to do it. It is amazing how small the Declaration of Independence is and the Constitution. You can read it in a half hour. You can read it both in a half hour. But I'm amazed at how many people have never read either one and talk about how great we are as a nation and fireworks and all this kind of stuff. So, in other words, you need to read the Constitution. So, turn to your name and tell them, I'm going to read the Constitution. <laughs> if you mean it, if you mean it. Now, have you ever shared, now this is part of the year enlistment, have you ever shared the goodness of America with those who opposed that? How many, of you realize, how many of you know people who do not like our country? A lot of people. I get, I'm around them a lot. But I don't like this. I don't like this. Have you ever opposed, not opposed, but have you ever shared the goodness? Oh, but wait a minute. You feel that way, but let me tell you about all the goodness. And all of a sudden, they start to get a little upset with you. And you're going to just keep doing it. And you're going to keep sharing it. Not out of anger, not out of fear, not out of frustration. You're going to do it out of love. You want to enlighten them. Sometimes you can become very you can seem to become very judgmental with people when you're trying to intervene in their life and tell them that you're dumber than a box of rocks and I want to help you. <laughs> now I understand you don't say it like that, but if you have to, now think about this. I know that sometimes I can come across being arrogant. I really can, but I don't care. I know when I'm in situations and the person doesn't know what the heck they're talking about. They probably don't use the word heck either. They don't know what the heck they're talking about, and they're going the wrong direction. And I have confidence, total confidence, that I know the truth. And I have the answer. And I can help that person. And I'm going to. They may not want my help, 
but I don't care. How many of you realize that somebody's going to walk off a cliff, one of your children, one of your grandchildren, and somebody's going to walk off a cliff, you're not going to say to them, do you want me to help you? No, you're going to reach out and grab them and jerk them back. And you're going to do what you can to help save their life. If you have the answer, you need to use the answer. Certainly be led by the Holy Spirit. But I think a lot of people flake out by being fearful of man because they say, well, I don't know if this is the Holy Spirit or not. <laughs> somebody might get upset with me. Who cares if somebody's upset with you? There are probably people who don't like you anyway. Turn your neighbor, just tell them, there's probably people who don't like you anyway. <laughs> that, was a little, that was a little weak. Okay. Now, this is what the original patriots did. Servicemen know what I'm talking about now. Servicemen and women. How many of you, this is number 10. Thank you, dear. Pardon? That's it. Oh, well, it's the same, it's, it's the same thickness. <clears throat> this is the Constitution of the United States of America. This is the most important document next to the Declaration of Independence and the Bible that we were founded on. And it's amazing how many people have never read the Constitution. It's amazing how, now, the Declaration of Independence is actually smaller than the Constitution. Uh, it's smaller than that. You can read it all in about 30 minutes. Uh, and and it's, it's amazing how many people have never read that document. Now, number 10, would you be willing to give your life for America? You go into the military, and you'll sign forms, you'll sign documents. That, well, I think it's still the same. That, hey, this may be hazardous to your health. You may not come out of it alive. But would you, just think about that just for a moment. Would you give your life for America? I'm sure most of it would say I'd give my life for my family. I'd give my life for my children. I'd give my life for my grandchildren. Uh, my neighbor, eh, I don't know. Uh, you know. Would you give your life for America? These men, when they signed the Declaration of Independence, we do solemnly swear give our fortune and our lives. Most of them did. They died. They died so that you and I could live. I don't know many people that would give their life for a country. But if you want to be a patriot, you would have to make that decision. If you get over the fear of death, you'll never fear a man. But as long as you fear a man, you'll always fear death. And we need to get over that. I want to end this on a more positive note. If you turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 5, we shared this Sunday, but I believe it needs to be shared again. President Reagan, pre almost every, pre I don't know about every president, but almost every president that I can remember in my era has shared this. President Bush shared this. His father, uh, the other uh, President Bush shared this. But it's talking about, they, they would share it from the standpoint, which, and I agree with them totally, that this is what America is all about. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, now we know God is speaking through his son Jesus because he said, I only do what the Father tells me to do, and I only say what the Father tells me to say. So he is saying that people who will serve him and be like him are going to be the salt of the earth. Where is the multitude of salt today in the earth? It's not in India. That's the real salt. It's in America. 
It's in the Christian community that exists in the United States of America. Other nations too, but predominantly we are loaded down still with Christianity. You are the salt of the earth. Everybody say, that's me. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's me. If you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It's good for nothing. It's thrown out. It's trampled underfoot by men. Then it goes on to say, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. I was going to do this, but I fell asleep this afternoon, and I didn't get a chance. I was going to, come, I was going to have a lampshade. No. <laughs> you got a lampshade in your office, honey? Could you go put it on and bring it back in? Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Now, let me ask you this question. What if the people living in the house say, I prefer the darkness? You got a problem, not me. If I'm here, the light is here. This will sound arrogant. This will sound prideful. You walk into a dark house, what walks in? The light stands. The light. You walk in. The light's there. That's why some people in your families and some people in your extended areas, they don't like to be around you because they're playing with the devil. They won't look at you. They'll leave. They'll go to other rooms. We used to have this with Gene Albert. We were just with him last night, Pam's uncle, Pam and Chris's uncle. <clears throat> when, when we would be around uh, Gene, he would, he, would, he would never be able to really look at us because he was a full-blown alcoholic. Uh, he didn't particularly like me at the time, and, 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 I, pray, and I didn't particularly like him. <laughs> because he, the way he just, you know, it, it just, I could feel that friction. And one day I was praying, and I told Pam this. This was years and years ago. I said, God told me that eventually Gene and I would be friends. And uh, so I just stand on that because that settles the issue if God said it. And he, when he came to live with us, we developed a really close friendship. And uh, that happened years and years and years ago. But nobody can extinguish your light but you. You are the only one that can extinguish it. So let's all stand to our feet because we are on an assignment. Let's all say, I am on an assignment. Now, in all probability, if you want to be an American patriot, you had to answer every question yes. All probability would say that not all of you were able to answer every question yes. So you are not yet. Everybody say, I am not yet. You are not yet a full-blown American patriot, but you are well on your way because you have already enlisted. In the, uh, I don't know about all the branches of the service, but in the Marine Corps, when you went to boot camp, they gave you a dull uniform with no, uh, with no insignias, Nothing to show that you were a Marine other than your name. Nothing at all. And they said, you guys are just dumber than a box of rocks. You don't know anything. And unless you can get through boot camp, you're not going to be a Marine. We're going to throw you out. And when we finally graduated from boot camp, after 13 weeks of I'm not sure what it was, they gave us insignias to put on. I can tell you to this day, I remember that day of getting the globe and the anchor and saying, well done. That's what God wants to say to all of us. He wants us to rescue this nation. He wants us to lay our lives down for this nation, which is comprised of families, to be what it was originally intended to become. And if you won't do it, who will? 
who will rise up and make a difference? Some of you, you probably need to be not politicians, diplomats. That's what we need. We got enough politicians. We need diplomats. We need people on school boards. We need people to make a difference. We need people to do what God shows them to do. You don't have to go out and figure out what you have to do. Just say, God, what do you want me to do to make a difference? And God will show you. I believe with all of my heart. Best days for America are still ahead. But I believe God felt that way about the Middle East and Turkey with all the early churches. I believe he felt that way about Israel when he planted Israel uh, through Abraham. I believe he w I believed that when he built the temple over there through the people. None of it worked out. I believe he believed that. I believe God believed that when he, when he came up with the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden is going to be a light to the world. Didn't work. Didn't work not because of God. It didn't work because people wouldn't answer the call. There are a lot of people who think nothing will ever happen to destroy America. All you got to do is look at history because you're not too smart if you think that. This country and the freedom that we have and the liberty that we have could be gone in the future. Just like the Garden of Eden. Just like the temple that God built. Just like the early churches. If the people who are called by my name will not humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways. If you study that scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 14, he's not, uh, chapter 7, I don't know, where is it? What is that scripture? I, my mind just went blank. 2 Corinthians, if my people who are, 7.14? Yeah, 2 Corinthians 7.14. If my people, he's talking to the people of God. If my people don't get their act together and turn from their apathy and do something about saving the country and the land, I'm not going to heal their land. But if they do, I'll hear their prayers. I'll heal their land. God is waiting on the body of Christ to rise up in this nation. Thank God a lot are. But we're not all on board yet. But let's say it. I am, I am. called by God. To be an American patriot. I didn't ace my test. But I'm going to the next time. Because I'm going to test you again. Father, I pray for every person here today. I pray that as we leave here today to celebrate July 4th, firecrackers, hot dogs, hamburgers, for some probably a cold beer, uh, I believe it will be an awesome day of celebration. But really celebrating the freedom that we have been given through Jesus Christ. I thank you for that in his precious name. I think I know all of you, but let's say it. I believe, I believe. Jesus, is Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Lord and Savior. I, ask I ask his forgiveness for all my sins. All my I've sinned. sinned. I've made mistakes. I've made but I acknowledge Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I am on this earth on an assignment from God. For God, and with His help, I will complete my assignment. And one day, I'll stand before God. There will be no excuses. He may say, what did you do with what I gave you to do? I believe it will be like that. Can you say amen? Let's give the Lord a hand. Let's go and be blessed. Have a great July 4th.